Well, I went back to sleep. I said to myself, you cannot get up now. You must go back to sleep. It doesn't work that way for some. Sometimes you just have to get up. I think there's a lot of things rolling around in my head. I can only imagine. <laughs> Welcome to 50% with Marcel Combs, my good friend and mentor. I'm Deantha Gratton, and on this podcast, she will travel a journey of leadership, with each guest as she analyzes the ingredients that lead women to their current role. Marcel's goal is for you to walk away with tools to support your very own journey, no matter where your current destination is today. Hello, Dan. Hi, Marcel. <laughs> today we have Tara Stubbins on the show. Yeah, she's going to be so fun. Just a fun, oh, fun, fun background. Yeah, fun background. Wouldn't you love to have that job for maybe five minutes, you know? Well, you're the rock and roll queen. Well, I don't know about that. You know, I always want to be a backup singer for Pink Floyd, but that's not going to happen. You know, she, she wanted to be a rock star. Marcel, isn't that so cute? You look like one today, I might add. Look at that jacket. <laughs> I bought it, you know, at the U shop from the Rolling Stones. Man, it's back. Well, that's what I was going to say. You and Mick. I'm kidding. Anyway. Really, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so she she does have this great, interesting background and was on the road with these many celebrities. Oh, she yeah. talks a little bit about her favorite and a story that was unnamed about getting having to dodge a Pop-Tart. Um, that's yeah. a story. They're going to love that one. Yeah. But I mean, Marcel, the Rolling Stones. I mean, you know. But she is a lifestyle manager and a time management coach. She has a celebrity concierge business, um, and and she's the founder of Take It Easy Group. Take It Easy. She's all about, really, and she didn't use this term, but I would put it into servant leadership. Yes. By yes. serving others. She said that several times. She just wants to help people. Right. So let's go to Tara. Let's talk to her. Good morning, Tara. I'm so glad to have you on 50% with Marcel Combs this morning. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I know. And I, I love the fact that we can see a guitar right in your frame. And so we're going to talk a lot about that uh, this morning. I I wanted or I usually begin with something or having you tell your story because you do have an interesting story as I, I've read all your information. And so uh, just you can begin wherever you want. Some people begin with their birth order. Um, <laughs> so you can begin wherever you want and we'll just spend a few minutes hearing just about you and what got you to where you are today. Yeah, sounds great. So uh, actually, when I was younger, I had a T-shirt that said, remember me, I'm going to be a star. And I wore that shirt everywhere. It disintegrated. I still wish I had it today. Actually, I did a keynote speech in Vegas not too long ago, and the organizers sent me a shirt that's very similar afterwards after I told the story. So I was really excited to get that. Um, but yeah, so and the problem was, is in my very young, undeveloped mind was that I thought that being a star was being a rock star. So uh, out wow. performing on the stage, singing, dancing, playing musical instruments, I didn't understand that there was different levels of stardom. 
And my problem was, is that I have very little musical talent. So yes, I have a guitar behind me. I can play a few songs. They sometimes sound like dying animals, but I can kind of hold a tune, but I'm really no rock star at all. So I decided that, you know, I guess I can't be a rock star and I have to throw out that dream and I'm never going to make anything of oh. my life. But for some reason, I held on to 0.001% of that dream. And I tell this story a lot and people always ask me why. And I really wish I knew why, but something was telling me to not throw it out completely. And I would forget about that dream a lot of the times uh, until, you know, days, weeks, years would go by where I wouldn't think about it until I came to those like cross moments in life where you really have to make those pivotal decisions. And I always thought, oh, yeah, I wanted to be a rock star. Still can't <laughs> dance, still can't sing. Maybe I should practice guitar a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so I actually would kind of define my paths in life based on, well, maybe something is there. And instead of actually becoming the rock star up on stage, I got to be the assistant and support many uh, really famous and well-known uh, rock and roll bands, actors, uh, celebrities, uh, top of the game business owners. And I really got to be that kind of rock star behind the scenes for them. And because I was always so fascinated in why I wasn't the rock star up on stage and why it was them, I was always wanting to learn exactly what made them a success and helped them maintain their success. And so I was like a sponge every single day of what were they doing that actually made them successful and what was it just practicing? Was it just, you know, what, like, what was it? And after many years out on the road with these very, very famous musicians, I decided that um, there was kind of more to life than running after these crazy rock stars uh, that would dance around on stage like chickens. <laughs> and I really wanted to be able to support as many people as I possibly can to fulfill their own dreams, which was uh, from these tips and tricks that I had uh, learned uh, being kind of embedded in uh, their everyday life. So one of the times when I was out on the road with these crazy rock stars, one of the requests that I would get asked on a day-to-day uh, -day basis was that every time this rock star traveled, he wanted his toothbrush to be sanitized in a hotel dishwasher. So every time the toothbrush came out of the suitcase, I had to go downstairs to the back of the kitchen and ask the staff if I could put this toothbrush in the dishwasher. And a lot of times we were at hotels they, that we'd stayed at before and they knew we were coming. So they were like, oh, yeah, here comes this crazy lady with this toothbrush again. And it wasn't a big deal. 
But sometimes we were at hotels where they weren't ready for the request. And this one particular time, uh, we were actually in Shanghai, and it was a beautiful five-star hotel. And uh, there I was in the back of the kitchen trying to communicate in a language that I didn't speak. They didn't speak English, that I had to put this toothbrush in the dishwasher and they were looking at me like I had three heads and it was probably one of the most awkward experiences I've ever been through. And I remember standing there with toothbrush in hand thinking there's got to be more to life than this. And that was my moment where I really wanted to pivot. I knew I loved helping people. But again, I wanted to help more than just one crazy rock star at a time. Now, that's just a crazy question about that, Tara. Why didn't he just bring a new toothbrush every time and then he wouldn't have to sanitize it? Just a whole bunch of new ones. I get that question a lot. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, people also are surprised that I actually did it and didn't just run the toothbrush under hot water and say that I did it. So, um, I guess it speaks to my integrity. So yeah, I don't know. And it was before like electric toothbrushes were so popular and small. So you couldn't just change like the tip on an electric toothbrush. It was just a regular toothbrush that kept being sanitized. So. So, so I was looking at your list, and I know there are things you can say and things you can't, but um, we're particularly talking about women in leadership today. So um, was there one of these rock stars that was a female, and did you see any differences uh, without naming her um, or any of them? Did you see a difference in how they led in their, um, you can have good or bad examples. Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. And I think about this a lot when people ask me, um, I get asked a lot if, you know, the women kind of celebrities are harder to work for or more demanding than the male celebrities. And in my experience, that's not the case. I've had really wonderful male celebrities, leaders that I've worked with, and really horrible <laughs> male celebrities and leaders that I've worked with. And the same with females. So um, one person that I'm allowed to mention who everyone loves is Sandra Bullock. Sandra is an exceptional example of an amazing, just overall human. She leads. She's, she's a Texan, so you know I can say that. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. <laughs> she she uh, she leads her um like she lives her life uh, as you would imagine. So what you see in the public is exactly how she is. Um, actually, even maybe a little more reserved in um private. She um is wonderful at really allowing people to who work with her to own their own authority. So if this is your role, I want you to do your role. And I am going to give you as many tools and tricks and tips that I can to make you really um, succeed in your role. And as a business leader myself now, I have actually taken some of those 
kind of little tidbits that I've learned uh, when I was working with her of how she did operate um, and really try to bring that into my own uh, business and experience as a leader as well. But then again, I've had some really horrible women, um, uh, you know, leaders and celebrities that I've worked with. A couple of the real housewives that are exactly how you see them on television. Um, so I, I think it just all depends on the person and not necessarily their gender. How did you, um, and I'm sure the audience would be interested in this, how did you get your first gig? So you, you worked with and you list bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Kiss, Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga. I mean, those are just ones you've you listed. Um, how did you get your first toe into this? Yeah, so it was... And I hate to say this, but it was right place, right time. And I'm not a believer in luck. I think we create our own luck and our own opportunities. Um, and I really did have that vision of I wanted to do something with stars. Um, I didn't necessarily know what it was. And I always had the vision of I've always been really great at just helping people. Um, so I, again, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did have a bit of a vision and goal that I could hold on to. And, uh, in my coaching business, I always teach people and talk about having even the tiniest bit of a vision will help you actually achieve your goals rather than I have no idea what I want. Um, so that's why it was great that I held on to that 0.01% of my like childhood dream of being a rock star. But that being said, I was kind of at a, I was doing an internship at a local um, kind of a, like lighting and audio and video warehouse as I was trying to figure out my path into the rock and roll industry. I actually thought I wanted to go into the theater industry instead of, um, instead of kind of concerts. And uh, so I was just kind of figuring out what I was wanting to do there and uh, learning, definitely learning and, and trying to figure out as I went day to day. And one of the and we were actually packing the tour for Kenny Rogers. Uh, he was about to go out on tour on his casino tour. And um, one of the guys, one of the crew members that was supposed to go out with him, uh, his wife went into uh, very, very early labor. So he had to mm -hmm. drop what he was doing and obviously go help her. And they looked around the shop and they said, who wants to get on the tour bus <laughs> and head to the next city? We are going in two hours. And no one put up their hand. And I said, I'll go. Um, and of course... <laughs> Because I had no experience, they kind of were like, ooh, I don't know. But at that point, I was free labor. So they said, yep, get on the bus. <laughs> and away you go. And I had my parents ship me my clothes. Um, wow. And I think it was just the being brave enough to just say yes and to experience um, something. Uh, I've always built my businesses on say yes and figure out the rest after. I think we can lose a lot of opportunities if we uh, say no um, and we kind of never know what's beyond that. Yes. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I was out on the road with Kenny Rogers and instead of doing his lighting, which the 
guy who had to leave for his wife was doing. I was getting coffee and cleaning up dressing rooms. But I had my first kind of hint and experience and inside kind of peek at what the world of being a personal assistant was to a really famous person. Which I'm sure is the highest of mountains or the lowest of valleys <laughs> when you do any kind of service work. So did you, um, do you have any particular training for this, Tara? Or did you, I, I, did you go to college for this or? So I went to college, but I took a major in communication because again, I had no idea really what I wanted to do. Um, right. And I don't think there is really a major for um, being an assistant of sorts. Um, and I, I did create my own path and I did create kind of my own roles as I was out there, uh, just because I had the drive to, uh, one, help people and to, uh, become my own version of success. So I knew I wasn't going to be the people up there on the stage, but I really, really wanted to be some version of my own success. So. While we're on this subject, um, is there anything that's the hardest part? It's the most difficult part of the job, if you will, or or the career. Um, what, what is that? And can you give a good example of when that happened to you? It's actually a really great question. So I think a lot of people go into being like a personal assistant, if you will, because they think it's all glitz and glam and you get to, you know, hang around celebrities all the time and fly on private jets and do all of these, go to crazy parties. And yes, that happens, but you're also working. So being on a private jet actually isn't that fun because you're working or you're exhausted or, you know, being at uh, VIP parties is also not very entertaining because you are, again, working, you're trying to make sure everything's okay. You're kind of thinking always of the next step. It's not like you're there being a celebrity trying to have fun. So I think that I learned very on in my career that, um, I again, I wasn't the celebrity. I was the person helping the celebrity. And for me, being a unique person uh, in that aspect, I really actually valued that more. Um, I realized I didn't want to be the celebrity. I wanted to be that person behind the scenes, really, really helping drive and push them to success. So. Um, Another thing, too, is early on in my career, I was helping a young um, up and coming celebrity and one of his uh, requests on his rider. So the things, the specific items that would go in his dressing room and on his tour bus was that he wanted very, very specific type of Pop-Tarts. He wanted blueberry and strawberry Pop-Tarts. And so I headed off to the local grocery store and I was like checking things off the list and I got to the Pop-Tart aisle and they had blueberry Pop-Tarts, but they didn't have strawberry. They only had raspberry. So I called his manager and I was like, hey, so they don't have raspberry or strawberry Pop-Tarts. What should I do? (laughs) 
And he's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. He doesn't even like these Pop-Tarts anyway. Just, you know, come back. We have other things for you to do. So I grabbed a combo pack of like blueberry and raspberry Pop-Tarts and I headed back and I set up the dressing room and I went off and did other things. And right before the show, I was in the dressing room just making sure that everything still was okay and stocked. And I heard this screaming behind me. And I looked to the point where I saw a Pop-Tart being thrown at my head. So I ducked. The Pop-Tart had been all behind me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had good reflexes. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was, you know, this young up-and-coming rock star who was very upset that I had bought the wrong Pop-Tart. And so obviously in that moment... There's two things to do. You cannot do anything. Yeah. Um, so I walked out and I actually kind of quit that night. Um, <laughs> but I didn't quit. Uh, I didn't quit the career. I just realized that my time is very valuable and that I only really wanted to work with people who would respect my time and what I was doing to help them. Sure, they're going to have bad days. I don't expect everyone to be, you know, all roses and smiles every single day. I get it. But I don't want Pop-Tarts being thrown at my head either. So there's there's a balance um, that um, I learned, again, very early on in my career, that it is a personal relationship that you're building with these celebrities. Um, But I really wanted to be able to work with people who actually truly valued my time and what I was doing for them. So how do you help other people with that? Yeah, so that's actually another great question. So um, I I became fascinated with the value of time. And also, as I said, uh, how these celebrities became a success and maintain their success. And when I came off the road, I opened up my first business back in 2007 with zero business background at all. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. And all I knew was that I really wanted to help people. Um, And back then in 2007, there wasn't a lot of resources for entrepreneurs and new founders. Um, I was living in Toronto, uh, Canada at the time, and there was like one guy who would do lunch and learns at the city hall on Tuesdays or something like that. And it just was, it it just, I needed, I craved something more. And when the first co-working space opened, uh, I was like the second to join I was so excited to embrace myself in the community and to really be able to uh, learn from others and like me and surround myself with other new entrepreneurs and growing founders. And uh, they all became my friends and they just kind of became, you know, my kind of circle. And At that point, I realized that a lot of them were starting to fail because they didn't have that very strategic help and support behind them. They're trying to do it all themselves. They didn't think they could afford it. And that's when I started realizing that, hey, I actually have some of these tips and tricks and tools that these really successful people have used. And I can help these people, not celebrities, actually become the celebrities of their own lives. 
So whether it is, you know, building the app that they're building or a service provider or whatever it is, um, anyone can use these tips and tricks to really become successful. And I always believe, I'm a huge believer in uh, setting goals and that anyone can achieve their goals, no matter where you are in life, no matter where you're starting, uh, no matter your background, that really you only have to do two or three things and we can all achieve our goals. So how I help, oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to ask if you can tell us what those two or three things are. I sure can. So what I was going to say is how I help people is I actually help them try to figure out how to spend their time reaching their uh, working towards their goals. So a lot of uh, celebrities, as I found, actually, let me back up for a second. So I think a lot of us will read books or listen to podcasts or go to speeches where we hear celebrities or very famous uh, like CEOs or business owners that have very specific morning routines, evening routines, daily routines. And we seem to think that if we copy those routines, that we are going to become a success as well. So, you know, if we wake up at four o'clock in the morning and exercise and meditate and, you know, do all these things and then have like an hour um, nighttime routine, read 20 pages of a book, (laughs) that we're just all going to be a success. I don't know where anyone has actual time to do all of that anyway. But what I like to say is that, yeah, (laughs) what I like to say is that, you know, these celebrities and famous people that at least I've worked with, They don't actually have, like, sure, they have these morning routines and and evening routines, but they're all different. So one person will get up at three o'clock in the morning. One person won't exercise or eat healthy at all. Like, it's all very, very different. So trying to copy what celebrities do is not the way. Um, But I did find that they have these three uh, main techniques uh, that they really use on a day-to-day basis. And so the first one is uh, focus, 100% focus on what their goal is. And the second is kind of the same. That's why I say two or three, and that is having a goal. (laughs) So they have a vision of some sort, and they are 100% focused on getting to that goal, that end goal. So you can really see it in professional athletes. All they do on a day-to-day basis is focus on that end goal of being the best, you know, the strongest, the fastest, whatever it is. And sure, they have different types of things that they're working on, mental strength, physical strength. Um, So it's not just one goal of I'm just going to lift the heaviest. There's other things in there. Um, But they have that vision and they are determined to get to it. And every single celebrity that I have ever worked with has that massive focus on the end goal. And every single throughout my career of helping entrepreneurs, um, every single entrepreneur that has been successful has been the one that has been able to focus on the end goal uh, 
I know a lot of entrepreneurs get distracted with the next shiny thing and, oh, maybe my million dollars is over there. Um, but really, really kind of staying focused um, and on track to this is my goal. These are the tasks that I set out to do. And this is how I'm going to achieve them day after day after day. So that's kind of one slash two. And the other thing is, um, well, and actually two slash three would be building, uh, making that a habit. So uh, a lot of times we try to focus on different things for our habits, which is great. But if you focus on too many things at once, it's not going to happen. So a lot of a lot of the people that I work with, I always wonder, like, do they actually have musical talent? Sometimes I don't think so, even though they're the, the biggest famous people out there. Um, but they really are the most focused. I can focused. think of a couple, but I won't say them. That has been debatable. Right? They've been wildly successful in their whole career. I agree. And I'm like, there's people that I see at little jazz bars, you know, that are so much more famous or more... Um, talented in my opinion why aren't they famous um and i really right. really do think it is the focus and drive on that end goal um and so do you think that what got them there is keeping them there also i really do so um again it's that focus but it's also creating the second kind of tip in there is creating their own motivation so a lot of us will wait for, you know, that lightning strike moment or for something to be perfect or I'm not ready yet. I haven't listened to enough, you know, podcasts or read enough books on this subject. So I'm just going to hold off for a second until I can, you know, until I have more information. Well, you're never going to be 100 percent ready. That lightning strike right. moment is probably not going to happen. So it's all about really creating your own motivation and just doing it. I like to say that, you know, I give presentations all the time and I could sum up the key to success in about four words. And that's just do the thing. If we all just did the thing, we know it. We know how to lose 20 pounds. Do we do it? No. <laughs> I'm a culprit of that. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So um, right. it's just really, you know, and of course, yes, we all have distractions and things that will, you know, get in our way. I also find it actually interesting on that subject that a lot of us will blame kind of the outside world. Um, so oh. we get distracted with social media or if we work in an office, there is that, you know, nosy, chatty uh, office worker that always distracts us or maybe it's our partner's fault because they don't let us do something or you know or I wasn't handed the right start in life or whatever it is but those distractions and those kind of triggers to make you not do the thing are actually only 10 percent of what stops us the other 90 percent are actually our internal thoughts and triggers. So I'm not good enough. I'm not ready enough. My idea might not be good. I'm not built for success. I'm not a good leader. You know, whatever it is. Um, and those 90% are 
of things are actually the ones that are stopping us from getting to our goal and just doing the thing. Oh, it, absolutely. I would say preach it, sister. Yes. Because <laughs> I had that little talk with myself <laughs> on the most successful people I ever knew were people able to focus. They were able to focus on their goal and reach their goal. So sometimes it's hard to decide what your goal is um, <laughs> over and over. I think that I, it's so funny you mentioned Sandra Bullock because I watched on the plane. I was on a plane last night and I watched Miss Congeniality on the plane. And I was just thinking she um, is a brilliant talent and just so uh, funny in her ability to do different, you know, different roles. But anyway, um, when you, uh, have you had any particular mentors along the way? People who, uh, when you were discouraged, Tara, and, and no matter what you say here, we all, I know you've had days that you thought, Ugh, you know, <laughs> and you know, are, is there any particular people you can point to that um, you can say have been a mentor, whether you actually met them face to face or not? Um, yeah, so I've, I've been actually thinking about this question uh, for a while, not just because of this podcast, but um, we're kind of changing things in, in the business where we're mentoring uh, some of our kind of junior staff. And I've always been, I've always thought, you know, who was my mentor? <laughs> Did I have anyone? Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I grew up in a great family and I don't, I, there's nothing to complain about for my upbringing at all. I was obviously a little uh, rebellious and wanted to, uh, you know, think outside the box and not do the norm, if you will. Um, but I, I don't I don't know if I ever actually gravitated towards an actual mentor. Um, as I was saying, when I came off the road, I really craved that and I opened up my own business. I really craved the community support of um, really being able to have at least someone that understood what I was going through as a I don't know what I'm doing. I actually remember I Googled like how to run a successful business. Um, I'm sure we've all done something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they told me, yeah. they told me to hustle. And I was like, I don't understand what this is. Like I wanted something that was very tactical, like send a hundred cold emails a day or whatever it was, but they wouldn't, they, it was just like hustle or you know, but one thing that they yeah. did tell me what Google told me was network. It kept coming up a lot and it still does. If you Google, you know, how to run a successful yeah. business or be a good leader, they always tell you you're only as strong as your network. So I and I've taken that to to heart and I really, really value my network. So instead of having like one mentor, I have groups of people that I always reach out to or um, will ask advice if I need it or um, look to as opportunities. I'm also a huge believer in you never want to be the smartest person in your kind of group of friends. Um, you always kind of want to be, you know, 
the one lowest on the totem pole. So you can really learn from your group of friends and who you surround yourself by and with. Um, so I've always looked to that as well for leadership and guidance in my own career. Um, and I've, again, I've had the wonderful opportunity of being surrounded by amazing people such as Sandra Bullock. So I've been able to take kind of snippets of, you know, in these moments, what would Sandra do? And sometimes I find myself thinking that, um, or, you know, if I need a little more motivation, you know, what would, and I think of like a really powerful, like, you know, almost alpha male, if you will, if I need that in my day to day life, okay, what would this person yeah. do today? So it just all depends on kind of the day and what I need. So you have um, a business and you talk a lot about time management um, and and you've given some really good tips. I think the audience is going to love that. If you're looking at, I always say it's not the goal or the issue six months from now. It's today. That's the problem. <laughs> So what what time management tip do you give people for today when things go wrong? I was walking out of my bedroom all with my hands all full. I had a glass, which I'm a, a Diet Dr. Pepper freak. And all of a sudden, that glass took a life of its own and flew up in the air and spilled all over the white tile in my bathroom and closet. Um, and I have white towels in the bathroom. So you know what happens to a white towel if you clean it up. Anyway, this long story basically breaks down to throwing my day off by about, oh, 45 minutes um, to try to get this back in order. So what do you tell people as a tip for today when they're, they've set out and they are they're focusing on this goal, but today gets in the way. Great question. Uh, and that actually happens to me on a day-to-day -day basis working with celebrities. I always think that I have my day planned out and ready to go. And then I get a phone call and I'm off running in a completely different direction that I didn't really think that I was going to. The other night I got a call from a real housewife saying that um, she like her champagne wall was not chilling at 34 degrees and she needed it at 30 or it was at 34. She needed it at 31 and her million dollars of champagne was going to waste. And it was my fault all of a sudden. Um, and I had to fix it immediately. And it was about 1 a.m. So obviously the next morning I what I had planned to actually do. Um, wasn't happening. So I've thought about this a lot because again, if you Google right. time management, they tell you very specific things to do, which is great. You can set up your day, you can plan, you can time block. Right. But these one little thing happen and you're off on another direction. So I do think about this lot a lot. And what I do is I love having I, I never have a to-do list. I always put my tasks directly on my calendar. I think to-do lists um, kind of beat us up as humans because there's no end to them. You know, you can keep just adding more and more things and go, oh, well, I didn't get these done today. I guess I'll do them tomorrow. Oh, well, I didn't get them done today. Um, I guess I'm, you know, this failure of a person. So 
But if you have specific things at specific times of day on your calendar, you know how long it's going to take you. So you can plan, you know, this, I want to write this proposal and I know that I need two hours of extreme focus time. So I'm going to put that here in this time block. And then the key to actually getting everything done is not overscheduling. So, um, and leaving room for, you know, things to happen throughout the day. We never know when we're going to get that really cool email that may be like, I need you right now to be a guest on, you know, Good Morning America or whatever it is, or this really cool podcast. Yeah, you just, you never know what's going to happen. And if you schedule your day very, very rigidly of back to back to back, you don't leave room to set yourself up for success. And I know a lot of people, especially like new entrepreneurs, will try to cram everything into one day. And I need to work, you know, 12, 13 hours and seven days a week to get it all done. But you're actually not going to get anything done because you're going to be spinning your wheels and tired and burning out. So I'm not saying you don't have to work hard to build a successful business. (laughs) Definitely have to work hard. And there are still some long hours, but it's really leaving that room for just life to happen and really understanding your priorities. I talk a lot uh, with my clients about priorities. So, and it again goes back to what is your goal um, and what are you doing today that will drive you towards your goal? And what are you doing today that's not? And maybe those things that don't drive you towards your goal, you don't need to do. Now, I know we are adults. We have to do things on a day-to-day basis that we don't like to do, such as, you know, dishes and paying bills and, you know, some going to the doctor, like these errands that, you know, have to happen. So I'm not saying that every day you can never do stuff that you don't want to do, but really making sure that the majority of your time is spent on whatever is driving your goal forward. Great information, Tara. You're, I know that the audience could listen to you for hours on, uh, and, you know, I always think in my own life, it's the application of the information. It's not just the information. It's how do I apply it every day? So um, I love to always um, end the show with, what and I know you're using Google a lot, um, as am I. Um, but what are are there any particular books or podcasts or uh, things like that that you you love um, that are either your all time favorites or I always have my new favorite that's sitting in my audiobooks or is sitting on my desk. What are those for you? Yeah, so a book I read early on when I first started my business was Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. And uh, it's a book that has stuck with me uh, a lot. I read it, uh, I reread it as many times as I can. Um, And as I was saying about building my own network, uh, it's something that really, really stuck with me as well. So not just Google, but the the words in the book also was talking about how important it is to um to build your network and have true relationships 
And again, you're never, you're only as successful as the people kind of that you surround yourself with. So that's one that I absolutely love. Another one, because I am very, um, these days, like business-minded and goal-minded is uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, So I love rereading that one as many times as I can. And um, I I talk a lot in my business about uh, grit. So uh, grit is another one. I think it's called The Power um, of, of Persuasion, Passion and Persuasion um by Angela Duckworth uh and that is another one that I will reread uh when I need a little bit of my own motivation too um as you said uh you know it's great to sit here and talk about like don't do this and create your own motivation and of course we all have days where we don't want to do that or days when life throws us a curveball weeks, months, years that are really, really hard to get through. Um, But I know that if you have your own kind of goals um, and you can always see even a sliver of them, it will really help you kind of get to the other side of um, whatever kind of problem it is. And I can't remember who said it, but I've heard it a lot recently. And it's, um, you know, kind of like the five year rule. So even the five minute or five month rule of, you know, this problem seems so big right now, but is it really going to be a problem five hours from now, five months from now, five years from now? Am I even going to remember what it is? And I try to hold on to that too. Great advice, Tara. I've loved talking to you this morning and Uh, How can people get in touch with you if they want to know about your business or um, want to talk to you about a business idea? How how do they do that? Yeah, so my website, Tara Stubbins, Tara with two R's, Stubbins with two B's, uh, dot com. Um, And I'm on socials, Twitter, I guess it's called X now, and Instagram, uh, Tara's Time. Uh, And I'm on LinkedIn uh, as well. And my business is called Take It Easy Group if you're interested in that as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on 50% with Marcel Combs this morning. I've loved it. I love your background of the guitar and just your stories. I know the audience is going to just enjoy the moments they have with you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me.